Welcome to another edition of Wrestling POV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. And with me, I usually call him the gentleman. This week, I'm going to call him former, now deposed, uh, <laughs> points leader oh. of the POV points game. <laughs> oh, Now, Elio, Elio Canella, for, sorry folks. Elio, you know what? I couldn't help but notice that in the last couple weeks... You and Miguel Cole have been fighting, and all of a sudden you're no longer the points game champion since you and Miguel have been fighting. And now I accused you both of collusion last time. Now you guys aren't fighting, and you're no longer even in the top three. So I'm just going to say I rest my case. Yes, in 2019, I can't believe I'm involved in a feud with a puppet. And Well, you know what? Go ahead. And uh, he's uh, been texting me pictures of him giving me the finger and pictures of and sending me his crap. Now, normally I would tell him to stop sending me his crap, but actually, I'm going to encourage that because next week, the my phone bill is coming in, and he's going to be the first puppet to pay my cell phone bill. Wow. And Monopoly money does not count, so that won't work. Well, and I, and I'm going to have... And you can't send any Cole's notes because they'll bounce. Oh my. Well, all I can say is I, I wish I could feel sorry for you, but all I'm going to say is uh, bad things happen to cheaters. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anymore. Not going to say anymore. Oh. Elio, now that you know you're the deposed champion <laughs> yes. and you've come back crashing to reality, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to now, be back. I wanna, well, I want to point out something. You know, it is still minus 30 out here in, uh, that's 30 degrees. Uh, Celsius. Wow. I'm not sure what that is. Fahrenheit. Still minus 30 out minus here. Minus 30. Wow. We have been under an extreme cold warning for the last three days yep. saying it could go down to minus 40 here. And I have been sick for the last two days. So much so I had to go home from work today. They, they had me there for like five minutes and sent me home because I was so sick. Oh, wow. And yet I dragged myself out of bed before my fans, for you, Elio, for the guys at the main show. I dragged myself out of sickness, <laughs> and here I am, a battered, sick, but not beaten legend. Well done. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, we won't get any more uh, messages from the president. That's right, president. I did not say anything overtly horrible this time. There was no, no derogatory comments. Yeah, at least not direct. Anyway, let's go on. <laughs> Moving on today's show. Let's look at the rumblings going on in the world of indie wrestling. This is what you've tuned in for, fans. You've tuned in for the news and for the updates all across the indie world. All the stuff that's not WWE. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say we cheat a little. We do WWE NXT UK. Wow, that's a lot of titles. we got to figure out a way to shorten that. My, my tongue gets... Why don't I feel we like just do NXT asleep. UK? 
that's 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 how we just shorten okay, it yeah. NXT UK. That sounds good enough to me. All right, so fans, we're going to start off with uh, our news. Not a heck of a lot of news going out there, but in today's rumblings, let's start off with ROH. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've been told about uh, a, a major match being signed for the 17th anniversary show coming up, your friend and mine, Kenny King, oh. going to fight Marty Skrull. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm done taking Marty Skrull in that match. <laughs> I kind of thought you would. And in actual real news here, let's look at it in the Women of Honor uh, champion, mm-hmm. Mayu Awatani, is going to make her first title defense in Japan oh. against Japanese... Uh, 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 expert in, in submissions, a lady in economy. So this is going to be a really interesting match. This will be uh, the first time the Warner of Honor's title has been defended in Japan. Interesting stuff. Wow. See, there's one thing that uh, confuses me. I think we talked about this on another show um, about the women in J- women in Japan. See if they if that's totally separate. Uh, where where do uh, where do all these Japanese women wrestlers uh, fit in then? If if that's okay. completely separate from NJPW and all that. Well, you've got to also understand NJPW, or New Japan Pro Wrestling, is not the only Japanese wrestling company featuring males right. in Japan. Right. It's the biggest, but there's, you know, there's All Japan. There, yeah, All there's, Japan. Um, yeah. Oh, what is the other one called? Crash or something? Oh, okay, um, I think they, there's one called, there was one, I don't know if it's so, AAW. Yeah, that one's uh that yeah. one has gone down. Uh, there's uh, Frontier Zone. There's all kinds of smaller oh, okay. rest. All right. So what there is is there is a group of uh, there's a, quite a few groups. None of them are affiliated with NJPW. None of them are affiliated with ROH. But there are a lot of women wrestling companies, including Stardom, that are there. Oh, okay. So the, all right. Women's wrestling is pretty prevalent in Japan. You just don't see it on New Japan. Right. Oh, okay. I understand. So that'll be interesting watching the women, world the Women of Honor's title being defended in yep. Japan. Yeah. Could be exciting. My next bit of news goes over to uh, MLW. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're going to talk about what happened on this week's episode of MLW, but coming out of that, they have signed for the Chicago, the next big uh, event, the Hart Foundation, taking on MJF and Richard Holiday. That's, that, oh, wow. What, what, what's that, what's that uh, called, that event? I was, watch, I was watching it earlier before we came, we went on there. <laughs> um, I never try to remember the big names of shows because... <laughs> They're so ridiculous, and there's so many yeah. of them. Let's just say the big next big show next big coming show, out yeah. of the Chicago area. March 2nd. Now, directly coming out of what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. two bits of news. Rich Swan has been fined and suspended for attacking the referee after his match. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty, uh, pretty rough thing there. And on the same hand, they have not been suspended, but fined Richard Holiday and MJF for attacking Teddy Hart. Oh. So there's a fines there. Okay. And, of course, this is something we talked about uh, a little earlier. Um, the War Games trademark has been signed over to the WWE from MLW. Mm-hmm. Undisclosed amount of money, but probably a good bit of money in the pockets of MLW. Okay. The Major League Wrestling has held a trademark for War Games for quite a few years. So this is interesting that uh, the WWE wants to put War Games more, maybe into the main roster even, that they're willing to, to pay for this. Now, moving over to Impact, mm-hmm. news coming out of Impact, Eddie Edwards signing a long-term deal. Um, Eddie Edwards definitely, uh, I think, is worth the money. He's one of the most exciting, credible wrestlers I think Impact has. Does Kenny come along with that deal? 
I do not know, but I'm probably going to say he does. For all you wondering who, who Kenny is, it's not Elio's favorite Kenny King. We're talking about Kenny the Kendo Stick. Oh, I'm sure you're mistaken. Kenny King is not my favorite. Although I think Elio would rather watch Kenny the Kendo Stick fight than watch Kenny King fight. Uh, British wrestler John Hendry leaving Impact. Has his last match, throwing himself on the open market. So we'll see if anyone picks him up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's about it for kind of the news going around. There isn't a lot of big stuff coming out, but I know you had a weird rumbling you'd heard about. There was, a, starts- we- there was a weird one that I saw online. Apparently, um, coming out of uh, Jimmy Uso's arrest uh, this past week, um, there were like rumors going on that apparently him and Naomi were trying to get fired to join AEW. Again, this is another one of those rumors where that uh, fans or whoever come up with uh, when they hear news coming out of these companies about wrestlers in trouble or not happy. Now, what do you think? Do you think this is a credible rumor? No. <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's not topical. a rumor. It's topical, it's timely, and I think it's full of crap. Yeah. Um, obviously, the WWE is still invested in Jimmy Uso. I mean, they just gave the Usos a tag team belts last week. And they're already defending it that next one, but that's uh, that's for the other show. Well, that's I guess those are, falls under. Let's remain to be seen, but I don't think this is a yeah, that's no. with legs. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's start our little journey across the wrestling world. Uh, okay. Well, let's stop in ROH country. It's time R-O-H. for the ROH wrap up. Um, now, yep. this week's episode uh, started off with a a multi man match. Like a, I guess a five man match you'd call it, like a five man. Five because I, 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 I uh, wasn't sure of who all was in the ring. I know there was Shane Taylor, Red Titus, Luchasaurus. Who's this? You're right. It was a six way. I forgot Red Titus was in there. Who's it's kind a, of easy to forget. What's a Luchasaurus? I, Luchasaurus, Chris yeah. Saban, Flip Gordon, Kenny King, uh, Brett, uh, Red. What did you call him? Red Titus. Red Titus, he's got such a ridiculous name. Every time I say it, I forget it. I want to call him something else. And Shane Taylor. Now, Shane Taylor. Uh, what do, you know, thoughts coming out of this match, for me, I'm impressed with Luchasaurus. I like this guy. Yeah, he's, Lucha, uh, yeah. He was interesting. He's got that unique um, look with the girl, all decked out in green. And he's definitely not a Mexican. There is no Mexican that big. Oh, he okay. is, he's definitely a white guy calling himself Luchasaurus. Uh Chris Saban, I do believe, is this this match is where Chris Saban injured his knee that we talked about last okay. time. Okay, all right. Um, he'll be out for a little while, needing surgery for that. Flip Gordon looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhett Titus. Yeah, he's Rhett Titus. Um, I'm going to say something that's going to shock you right now, but this oh. is the first time that I enjoyed Kenny King. Oh, I thought wow. in this match, this match he showed me something. I found him interesting. Um but then it's it's interesting to note that his most interesting and most, I don't know, most intricate, most uh, – the best he did was fighting against Rhett Titus. And those guys used to be together as the All Night Express for many years. Oh, okay. So, so when you're having uh, you know former tag team t- partners fighting each other, you kind of expect it to be pretty good. These guys know each other's right. moves. They know each yep. other's thing. Kenny King looked good in here. He got himself kicked out, which was extremely funny. He got kicked out of a six-man match. I think that's where I saw a little bit of a spark there. He got all hot yeah. with the referee when uh, yeah. the announcer said, Kenny King has been ejected. Yeah, he looked. He got pretty hot there for a minute. <laughs> um, Shane Taylor, however, uh, the king of the muffin tops, uh, all 875 pounds of him manages to, uh, to win. 
At first, I thought maybe he ate Kenny King, but then I remember Kenny King got around, got kicked Shane out. Shane Taylor. Oh, Shane no. Taylor. No, I, still not. No, still not sold. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, I'm not either. And it's sort of funny because you know, for many years, ROH used to be the place where guys who weren't overly big ended up. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got Shane Taylor, and then you get the two guys in the next match: Beer oh, City Bruiser God. and Brian Malonis, uh, taking it? on Marcus Cross. Griff Garrison, if you thought for one minute that Marcus Cross and Griff Garrison had any chance in the world, you're probably an idiot who should be watching, not wrestling, maybe 10-pin bowling. Okay, I have to say, when I saw Marcus Cross, I thought I thought Marco Stunt's brother had joined ROH. No, no, he's in MLW this week. He's even smaller. But that hair looked ridiculous. Yes. Um, that, oh. Now, you know what? I'm starting to get a bit of a, uh, an enjoyment out of Beer City Bruiser. Mm-hmm. I enjoy him a lot. I can't say I'm still on the fence about Brian Malonis. He straddles the, the line between just being a super fat dude who jumps on people to a, to a talented wrestler. Yep. I'm not sure how much more. Um, I think he's right on the thing, you know. He's going to either go either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope he turns out to be a better wrestler and not just a fat guy wearing lots of pleather. But... You know, time will tell. Yeah. Now, next we got uh, actually a very good... Do you know what's weird when you get two tag teams that are incredible? And yes. you put them in there, and they don't have an incredible match. Right. I kind of thought this match was lacking. Mark and Jay Briscoe putting the tag team belts up against best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky D. Well, no, we should call them good friends, because Trent Beretta was replaced in this one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> I, yeah. I like how you called them good friends. <laughs> You know what, though? It hurt. It hurt this match because this should have been a much better match. And I kind of felt like it was lacking. I mean, the Briscoes were at the top of their game. They looked good. But there was something missing in this match that gave it even a classic television match to me. Well, what do you think about uh, Cole Cabana? Um, you know, I know uh, the guys on the main show are not the biggest fans of Cole Cabana. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Cole Cabana, really. Not, not um, much of a fan. I don't know. I liked him years ago. I really enjoyed some of the stuff he did. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, I mean, years ago, his feud with Homicide was incredible, and I enjoyed that back in ROH days. Um, I think he's okay. I think he adds something. He adds that extra star power to this. Um, but there was something not clicking in this match, and maybe it was that the best friends or good friends or whatever they were were yeah. quite uh, ready for a team as slick as Mark and Jay. But Mark and Jay pretty much outshone them very well the briscoe brothers i i've seen these guys i just uh, there are some in some so there are times where i don't i don't get these guys but like other times like they're pretty good in the, like uh, what they do when the, in their matches i'm a big fan of the briscoes for many years uh, yeah. i know what you mean sometimes they fall a little flat mm-hmm. um it was weird i mean this was a solid good match on their behalf yep but overall the match just felt like something was missing yeah so i'm, I'm not sure the quality of it so uh, let's move to the main event. Uh, well, not even the main event. Sorry. I mean, I guess the main storyline. Um, and I'm going to ask you about some of these guys, okay? Okay. Uh, Lifeblood comes out, made of Juice Robinson, mm-hmm. Dave Finley, Tracy mm-hmm. Williams, Tennille, Mark Haskins, and Bandito. Now, first of all, before we get into let's talk about these guys. What's your overall impression of Juice Robinson? Hey, um starting to uh, like Juice Robinson like what I'm seeing I still want to I still have to see him in the ring like more than we've seen in JPW but mm-hmm. 
I like uh, the the whole presentation of this lifeblood faction, uh, but I I want to see where this goes. So I'm not gonna okay. say I'm not gonna say really say anything yet. About well, let's it. not talk lifeblood. We won't talk yeah. about them as a whole, but let's talk about them. But yeah, Juice Robinson. Yeah, um, yeah, I want to see more from this guy. I'm like I'm liking uh, this. I'm liking this uh, character. For me, I guess the problem here is um, Juice Robinson. I always see him as sort of a B player. Not really a top of the event guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have this whole new faction being led by a B player because when you look at the rest of these guys, who else is going to speak up? I mean, none well, of these other people on this uh, yeah. lifeblood are can be the mouthpiece at all. I can't really say about any, much about Mark Haskins or Tracy Williams. Yeah, Tracy Williams, we're just starting to get to know. Yep. Uh, Mark Haskins, I know very little about. Dave Finley, I've watched a lot, but he's like, I mean, he's only two years removed from being a young lion. So, I mean, he's, it's not like he's really got any impressive runs behind him yet. He's okay. just starting out. Uh, Tennille, I know Tennille rather well. I saw her start out here in uh, in Edmonton and Calgary after she graduated from Lance Storm Academy. She spent oh, okay. about two years wrestling in PWA. And so I know her rather well. I think she's a very effective women's wrestler. I think she's, if she was just baby more of an outgoing speaker she probably should have been the leader of lifeblood you know yeah um and bandito bandito is an excellent wrestler yep uh, i know lots about him but he doesn't speak english very well so that leaves juice robinson and i think it was kind of strange you know they come out and they talk about how they're shaking up all this stuff um out comes jay lethal jay lethal which i thought was a slap in the face jay lethal comes out and says well i like what you guys are doing but I have to do my own thing. And Juice turns around and says, well, we never asked you to join. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. There, there, there was, well, I'm sorry, but there there wasn't really any invitation offered. I know, but I mean, yeah. we're slapping the face. You're telling the ROH no, champion that's what, that's what he said. you're not good enough to join us? Like, just Seriously? The, just the way he said, uh, well, don't take it the wrong way, but there was never really any invitation. I'm like, wow. Um, I think Juice Robinson's going to regret saying that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a good showcase. He asked um, he asked uh, uh, Jay to come out with a, a bunch of his friends. So next week, Lifeblood versus whoever Jay, Jay brings out. Yep. So this will be interesting. Interesting match. That should be an interesting um, match. We're in a point right now where ROH is uh, it's lost a big stars. A lot of people gone. Mm-hmm. Lots of people being moved up. You know, all of a sudden we're seeing like Beer City Bruiser, Shane Taylor. These guys being pushed a lot more. Yep. Um, and now lifeblood, obviously they're going to have to make a faction here because what a gap losing all of a uh, bullet club. So, uh, this week's rating for the show, I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a C plus. Okay. Not quite a B, almost a B, but yeah. I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah. Not, not, not quite a B on that, uh, main event with the Briscoes. I wasn't, uh, fell flat. It wasn't, wasn't really that great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a C plus. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, no news th- or matches this week in New Japan. Mm-hmm. However, we stumbled across a card from Rev Pro featuring some people not only have we talked about are people that we know rather well. Yes. Let's take a look at two of the matches from Rev Pro two of the on matches. the weekend. Okay. Now, my, okay, we're going to start off with one of my favorite guys. Uh, oh, wait a second. You know what? I'm skipping Rev Pro. I know. No, let's stop here. I, I made a mistake. Before we get into RevPro, I want to hear about WWE NXT UK. Okay. I'm sorry, Elio. <laughs> you lead us okay. off, brother. I was getting excited. Here we go with NXT UK. So we, of course, we this week's show starts out with a promo by uh, 
NXT UK Women's Champion Tony Storm coming out for for a promo, and she's interrupted by Rhea Ripley, which leads to a brawl, and this sets up next week's match at I believe they're in Phoenix next week. Now, what what did you think of this face off? For me, I didn't like the fact that the crowd really was dead. Yeah, and they didn't, and they didn't. It, they acted like they weren't taking her very seriously. Yeah. I, I felt these girls didn't get enough respect. The crowd was kind of like dumping on them. Yeah, the crowd was uh, quite, awfully quiet uh, throughout for this promo here. And and I, I gather that this wasn't uh, in the UK. I think this was uh, this was done somewhere in the states, probably in Arizona. Yeah, I believe and, uh, they they said they're going to Phoenix. So that's one of the matches for next week. And uh, in the opening match, we had Noam Dar defeating Jordan Devlin. When Travis Banks ran out to inter for to uh, distract Devlin, Banks jumps on the apron and Devlin connects with a kick, allowing Dar to roll to get the roll up from behind for the three count. Now I am a big fan of Noam Dar. I'm glad to see him again. I know he's been out for injury for a while. Um, Jordan Devlin, um, interesting fellow. Yeah, he's got. Uh, <laughs> He's got a. There's something strange about the way he looks to me. I'm not sure what it is. Right. He looks like an over. Like you know when you see like. Um, uh, no, I'm not going to say this. I already got in trouble for saying Oriental last week. So Careful. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to say. The person term stuff. could be listening. Okay, you know when you get little people. Yeah. Like the guy from Game of Thrones. Yes. Jordan Devlin has the kind of facial features of that little guy from Game of Thrones. Oh wow! Okay. So he looks like they took a little person and stretched him. Really uh, so uh, no, Noam Dar, love that guy. Has some uh, really interesting wrestling. Uh, obviously, this is going to uh, have uh, Devlin's uh, uh, is going to ongo his uh, feud with the Kiwi Crusher with Banks. Yep. Uh, good setup. Uh, but you know, Noam Dar did look a little bit off kilter this week. I, he looked I, a little I, slower I, than I stumbled me. across an interesting fact about Noam Dar's name. Yes. Go ahead. What is it? Now, you're familiar with that group Oasis, right? Yeah. Noam Dar took the names of both singers from Oasis, the Gallagher brothers, Noel and Liam, and he put them together to make Noam. I had no idea that's where that came from. That's awesome. Now, of course, he calls himself the uh, Scottish Supernova, which Scottish is the name Supernova. of the, which is the name of uh, Supernova. It was the first single. That the uh, Gallagher brothers did. Yep, champagne, champagne supernova. supernova. Yep. Yeah. So wow, he must be even a bigger Oasis <laughs> fan than uh, most people we know. So of course, next week we have uh, two matches. We have Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT UK Women's Championship, and Walter will take on Cassius Ono in a battle oh, of NXT no. UK versus NXT. Interesting. Interesting. So NXT know. versus NXT should be interesting. 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 Um. Walter taking on Ono. That should be interesting. I, I don't give much of a chance for Cassius Ono. <laughs> I think he's going to be uh, Cassius O-pinned. And uh, there's something weird about Rhea Ripley. I kind of like her. Something exotic. I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it, but I like her. Now, do you remember when I said an interesting game would be taking a drink every time someone says Marcel Barthel? Oh, yes. Because it's also fun to say that name, too. Well... I have to be drunk to get through a match involving Ginny because she oh. is so boring. I can't, week in and week out, I see this. She's just so boring. She really is. She took on, now, 
she took on Mia Yim. This is the only, yeah. the only uh, reason Credible this match uh, was uh, <laughs> the only reason this match uh, was watchable was for Mia Yim. Yes, who used to be known as Jade in Impact Wrestling. Mia Yim, she put on a heck of a show, man. That girl knows how to she wrestle. Did. I wish she could teach Ginny something. She landed a German suplex, sending her Ginny into the corner. Ginny fell to the outside, then Mia Yim rolled her back in. Mia Yim jumped on the apron. Ginny lands a kick to the head. Mia Yim falls between the middle, between the top rope and middle rope. And Ginny just brings her in and gets the three count with uh, her feet on the ropes. Now, Elio. Have yep. you ever had one of those friends who you may like him, you may get along with him, but he'll say a word and drop in, in any situation, he'll say the same word, and it just makes you grind your teeth. And the <laughs> yep. whole match, I'm waiting, and I know it's coming, and I keep praying I don't hear oh, it. At very end, I hear the stupid fashionista crap one more time. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if Nigel McGuinness is close to making a book just for the fact that he keeps uh, throwing that word in every week. I hate that because you know that's a buzzword. Yeah. You know he doesn't – that's not a word that he really says. It's, he's told. He's written on a piece yep. of paper, keep saying the word fashionista. Yeah. Like it's, I hate like, like it's going to get the crowd uh, chanting fashionista, you know? Oh. I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so in the main event, we had NXT UK champion Pete Dunne defeating Wolfgang. By submission, and of course, Dunn went did his usual going after the fingers, and he uh and uh Wolfgang tapped out when he had his arm locked and you working know, on working on the fingers. One thing I'm going to say about this match is uh, Wolfgang has always seemed kind of scary. Yeah, and um, I think he kind of got um, unmasked in a way because he really looked terrified of Pete Dunn halfway mm-hmm. through this match. Pete Dunn isn't even that big of a man, but Pete Dunn got mad. Wolfgang. Looked genuinely scared, on his knees, begging. Really blew his credibility, I yeah. think, as a tough guy. Now I, now I know, what, I know, I, I think I know. What you, I think I get what you, uh, what you were saying uh, when you said you weren't a fan of Pete Dunne because I took another look at him, and like his whole mannerisms, I just don't get mm-hmm. it. That whole stance, the fist yeah. like and cheek, the championship belt like hanging from his mouth. It's for me. Sometimes he seems a lot more uh, style than substance. Yeah, you know. So I if get what you're saying. It, yeah, and if he doesn't have that break the finger thing, there's not a lot in his arsenal that's yep. exciting. Um, but I think he really unmasked Wolfgang here, which I think is sad because Wolfgang is a guy that I don't think they should have unmasked him so soon. I don't think he should have looked like that. But I can't look at Wolfgang as a tough guy now after what I saw. And uh, and I I I see a. Uh, now, now I see like how to spell uh, Gallus G A L L U S, which I'm still not sure what that means. But <laughs> I'm not sure either. Um, they keep calling themselves that. If there's any fans out there that know, could educate us what Gallus means. Yep. By all means, send it to us. We've just started watching it. WWE NXT UK. There's a said that in one breath. Um, we've just managed to start watching them, so we have no clue what Gallus really means. Hey, if you guys know, tell us. So hope, hope, overall. Yeah, this was not not the best show. It was an okay show. Uh, the Mia Yim Ginny was watchable just for Mia Yim because I'm a fan. 
And uh, that's about the stream of chain. I'm going to have to give this one a C. You know what? I'm going to agree with you very much. This one was a C to me too. It would have been worse had it not been for Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. I thought the crowd shit all over um, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley, which wasn't cool. And again, Ginny with uh, the nails down the arm. <laughs> yeah. That's going in the book, maybe. 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 <laughs> well, we'll talk about that after. But, yes. uh, uh You know, Ginny might be going in the book the way she's going. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give it a C this week. Okay. Um, now, I know I jumped the shark there a minute ago, and I don't want to apologize for jumping on you there. But I want to go over to RevPro. We're still in England. We're looking okay. at two matches this uh there was a whole card going on, but we're gonna look at two matches in particular because they involve some guys me and you talk about quite a bit. Yep. The first match had El Phantasmo defeating MJF. Give oh, me your thoughts on this one. I you know. can't tell you how much I like Phantasmo. Okay, yes. like the uh, when the Undertaker does his old school, I'm not gonna call what Phantasmo does old school because Undertaker just walks across from one side of the ring, Phantasmo walks the entire perimeter. Yes. And every time he does it, I'm like, wow, I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, I can see myself walking along around the ring with him. Like, it was just such a great match that he had with MJF. And the comedic, you- the comedic spots at the beginning, when they both, uh, when they were both had their shoulders on the mats and they bridged up and they were doing everything in sync. Yeah. You know what? MGF, MJF, sorry, MJF, uh, I'm what a dick this guy. Is. His character is such a dick. Like seriously, it's not hard to hate MJF. He he really makes you hate him. I um, had only seen this guy in pictures, images, pictures of this guy. I I never I had never seen him before. But uh, after seeing him at the All In pay per view, I'm like, okay, interesting <laughs> guy. Well, I got to tell you though, everyone who knows me and has listened to the show, and who ever talked about El Fantasmo. Mm-hmm. He's from Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him wrestle many times, and I'm glad to see him on a bigger stage. Yep, fighting a whole bunch of new wrestlers. Uh, Western Canada, unfortunately, can be a bit of a dead zone for wrestling. We, you know, a lot a lot of people don't come in here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some great wrestlers, but they're sort of trapped in this bubble of Western Canada. Seeing El Phantasma out there, this guy deserves to be on a world stage. He does a lot of great things. He has a lot of interesting, unique moves. And look at the energy he brings to the crowd. I mean, the crowd loves this guy. Yeah. So he gets the pin here, defeating MJF. Great match. Next, you know, this one. Talk about a cool match. Pac, who we used to know as Neville, defending his Rev Pro title against Will Ospreay. And they gave this match 30 minutes even. And it ended in a draw. And it ended in a draw. What a great match. I mean, these guys matched each other. Move for move. How many times did each of them huck them into some devastating move and the other guy just cartwheeled out? Or and I forget, who, out? I forget who it was, if it was Neville or Osprey, that like one of them spiked the other with the, like a like a DDT off the rope, off the top yep, rope. Cana- Canadian Destroyer roll up. Yeah, it was yep. awesome. Um, I wish this match had a more of a conclusive ending. Um, having the uh, Australian tag team, I, I can't remember what they're called, come out and and interfere, and then they get chased off by another team. Oh, yeah, then, then um, uh, um, Pac and uh, Osprey teamed, uh, teamed up to like, take those guys out. And then go back after each other. Yep. Just the way it should be. Great match. I think this sets up for a rematch. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, Pac is looking really good. Neville has really, obviously, stayed working out in the gym. He looks in great shape. 
And Will Ospreay, how this guy isn't dead the way he does some of his maneuvers is amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, let's skip back from across the pond. We'll get back into some uh, North American wrestling. Okay. But for now, let's take a break. Um, before we take a break, well, when we get back from the break, I'm going to discuss last week's poll, which I didn't do in Rumblings this week. I thought we'd do it over on this side. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, guys. And uh, when we get back, we'll talk uh, We'll talk some poll. We'll talk some uh, impact and some MLW. All right? Sounds See good. See you guys on the flip side. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Hey, fans, we are back. You know what? That was a good little break, Elio. But uh, this week, I decided not to read the poll during rumblings because there was lots of comments about it. Uh, why don't you tell us what that poll was? Yes, uh, so this week's poll asked, should NJPW be affiliated with AEW? Now, before you uh, tell us those numbers, I want to know what you think. Should NJPW be affiliated with uh, AEW? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I think it would uh, make for some interesting matches and uh, storylines. So yeah, I'm gonna say yes, they should be affiliated with uh, AEW. Okay, I'm gonna say no, just for the simple fact is New Japan Pro Wrestling is trying to get a foothold of any kind within the U.S. So I think while they're at this point where a lot of Americans know Japanese wrestlers from New Japan. I think it would be. I think it gives them big more bang for your buck if they come in with their own shows and their guys, and these people aren't diluted by wrestling in other companies around the world. Um. Well, what do the fans say, Elio? Let's see. What do the fans say? Okay. Cool. Well, what did what? No, what I meant. No, no. What I meant was what is the poll numbers? Oh, I'm sorry. Here, I'll. I. You know what? I'm looking at the numbers right now. They're in front of me. Apparently, 65 percent of the people are saying. Yes, AEW and New Japan should do something together. 35% saying no. But you know what? I'm going to read a few comments here some, from some of the fans, okay? Uh, Todd Lo Todd Lucy writes, AEW needs to stand alone. Wow. The more they spread out their talent, the more watered down the wrestlers will be overexposed. Exactly what I said. Uh, Yucheta Nobo says, they don't need New Japan. Daniel McMillan says, maybe at first, but overall, no. Stand on your own and have your guys without split loyalties. Uh, Alex Guerrero says, I could see a CCW ROH type of crossover, but keep them separate if you want to be taken seriously as a promotion. Jordan Trigg writes, if AEW and NJPW team up, it's game over. They'll clean out the, they'll clean out the entire wrestling world. Uh, Todd Lisa says, Jordan Trigg, that pretty much... They pretty much have done that the past two or three years. What wrestler on the AEW has not wrestled with New Japan recently? You know, Jer Jericho versus Omega was already done in New Japan. Did it t did it take off then? Ooh. Jordan Trigue writes back, Todd Lucy, the two combined rosters will be way more powerful than anything anybody else will have by a long shot. Having New Japan Pro Wrestling talent live in primetime TV will push it even further. Todd Leagy replies, Jordan Trigg, again, the rosters have been pretty much combined for the past two years. Jordan replies, not on primetime TV. And AEW's roster is more than just a few Elite guys that were in New Japan. Wow, these guys are going back and Did forth. Did he say Elite? Yeah, Elite, sorry. <laughs> I've always been doing the Elite, Elite thing, so... Uh, oh, you said yeah. that. Oh, that's that's pretty. Sounds pretty cool. Jordan Trigg writes: New Japan will begin to fade away in the U.S. Kenny, Kenny, Bucks, Kenny and the Bucks, etc. So you know what this is? He says they had the American interest built, bull club, etc. It will be huge in Japan, but just wait and see what happens here. It's sad but true. So mm -hmm. you know what? The fans are divided because 
there is that fact of a lot of the guys who were the, the initial guys who signed on to AEW were in New Japan for the longest time. So yeah, I think uh, I think some of the fans make a good point. If you have New Japan guys coming over too often, it dilutes both the products. So are we gonna get uh, are we gonna AEW Chris Jericho or New Japan Chris Jericho with the face? Who knows? Maybe we'll get Chris Jericho of uh, WWE. To, oh, we'll get it from WCW Chris Jericho. Of 1999, oh, no. huh? The conspiracy theorist? The one who comes out with a list and reads <laughs> Dean Malenko's 1,001 moves. Every yep. seventh one is a headlock. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, you know what, folks? Uh, as much as it pains me and Elio, AEW is on the buzzword of everyone right now. So what I'd like to do right now is to throw out a new poll for next week. And it it unfortunately does cover a bit of AEW. The question is, will Dean Ambrose sign with AEW? His contract's coming up. There's no no complete clause. He can go straight over to AEW if he wants. Fans, you vote in. Me and Elliot will think about it all week. We'll decide what we think next time. Will Dean Ambrose sign with AEW? Now. He did lose again on Raw this week. Now, you know what? We've had some high-class, C-rated, C-plus-rated shows so far. Let's even go deeper in the toilet, and let's see what impact's <laughs> about this week. <laughs> okay, so this was, um, I believe this was our first uh, impact uh, pay-per-view, if you want to call it, of uh, 2019. This was uh, Uncaged. Uncaged, oh my. Now, actually, before we go on, the, the main, I, I said last week that there was an extreme death match. I... I I was mistaken that it's an extreme dream match with RVD and Sabu against the Lucian Brothers at the next okay. event. Ex- extreme dream so they have match. Ex- extreme okay. death matches. Could they have like some religious guys do an extreme life match where they <laughs> baptize each other? Anyways, go on, go on. <laughs> okay, so Uncaged opened up with uh, the street fight uh, for the Knockouts Championship. It was Taya Valkyrie defeating Tessa Blanchard with a double stomp foot off the top rope through a table to retain her championship. You know what? Um, I got to admit, I was impressed with uh, Taya Valkyrie this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why Tessa Blanchard isn't the champion or why she isn't getting the push. I mean, they have her signed for for another couple of years. She is an incredible talent. I'm not putting down Taya Valkyrie. I just don't really think that she's up yeah. on the level of Tessa Blanchard. Uh, but she looked great in this this um, extreme match. She wins the championship. You would think this would be the end of the feud. Well, yeah. So, so what did you think of this match, though? This T- one to open up in to open up on. Well, you know what? It was an exciting match. Um, I saw a lot more of Taya Valkyrie than I've seen in a while. Um, maybe she's more suited for this kind of match because she really seemed to actually start dominating good parts of it. Uh, there were times Tessa looked like she wanted to wrestle more than she wanted to actually brawl. And uh, maybe her inexperience in these kind of matches is what cost her in the end. And in the next match, we had William Mack defeating Ethan Page with the stunner. You mean all ego, Ethan Page? <laughs> all ego, Ethan Page. <laughs> A-A-E. Now, you know what? I love Willie Mack for the simple reason is he looks like the wrestlers when I was a kid. You know, like the big old yep. 70s wrestlers who look like they just get in there and punch the crap out of people. He looks like <laughs> yeah. that. But he wrestles like a guy 150 pounds lighter than him. This yep. guy is doing like moonsaults. He's doing cannonballs. He's, I really dig Willie Mack. Um, yeah, Willie Mack can move around the I ring. think um, Ethan Page is uh, he's a good wrestler. I don't think he's given enough spotlight or enough uh, 
I think he can do a lot more than he's been given. And I think if given the chance, Ethan Page can show us a little bit more. Actually, I think he could give us a lot more. Um, but Willie Mack, looking good this week. And uh, got to say, love the Maxter. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, pretty good match this week. I'm liking Willie Mack. I laughed so hard when he went into the corner and he went up on his uh, – he had like did that thing where you know you're doing a headstand in the corner, and yeah, the standing yeah. moonsault. Well, no, when he just not the standing moonsault when he did this that the, the oh. uh, in the corner and he just stood there and did it like straight up to the handstand and Ethan Page didn't know what to do. He was kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, Nigel yeah. McGuinness used to do that junk a lot, you know. So yep. it was it was hilarious. I thought it was pretty funny, uh, especially a big guy like Willie Mack look hilarious doing that. Uh, pretty good match. Then we had a segment which I swear, okay. Sammy Callahan comes out to, to address the, the Rich Swan situation. The situation. It's such a situation. <laughs> this, this is, <laughs> this is just setting up for the next match, which was Team Triple A defeating Team Impact to win the World Cup. Now, what did you think? Uh, you know what? Um, Okay, thoughts about this match for myself here. First of all, on the Team America side. Um, yeah. Eli Drake is a really good-looking wrestler. Like, he looks like a wrestler who could be a world champion. You know, he looks like he has all the build. He has the looks. He has the skill. Um, well, he, th- thank you, T. Thank you, T. I mean, everywhere I go, people are always saying, Elio Drake. Oh, boy. Someone has been <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid, folks, and I think it's Elio. I, had to throw I know it. you did. I know you did. I want you to spank yourself later. Now, um, <laughs> only my Catholic friends will know what that means. Anyways, um, Eddie Edwards, not digging the crazy character. You know, he's such a better wrestler than this. Yeah, I just don't get this whole, like, yeah. candlestick. You know, and uh, so uh, Eli Drake uh, t- attacked him with the candlestick hit him on the head. And this uh, allowed Psycho Clown to roll Edwards up for the pin to Wolf. To give uh, Triple E the victory and win the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of crap between uh, Eli Drake and uh, and Eddie Edwards. Um, and that that sets up the match for next week: Eli Drake versus Eddie. Edwards. Do you know sometimes you ever have what's called a brain fart, where something obvious is in your in front of you and you don't really think about it, and then when somebody else says it, you go, "Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense." You know, yep. for like two weeks, it never occurred to me why he named his stack the kendo stick Kenny. Because it's a candlestick. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just didn't even think about it until you said candlestick. That just happened to me right now. I'm like, oh, why did I pick that uh, up? You did. I didn't till you brought it up today because I just like, oh, yeah, I calls it Kenny, whatever. I just didn't pick up Kenny and candlestick, which, yeah, I, I guess I dig too deep and I lose all the surface. <laughs> um, getting back to Team America, if I have to see Fall of Ball dressed like that, that oh, – oh. I, I, yeah. I yeah. I, I follow by. I'm not a fan of follow by at and all. And I hate to say it, but Sammy Callahan was slightly interesting in this match, just for the way he interacted with his teammates. It's too bad you can't see my camera right now because I've got the because the look on my face when you just said that. Now. What I don't get though is he spit in Falaba's face. Did you see that? Like a great big gob in his beard. Falaba <laughs> didn't even wipe it off. He just kept wrestling. I'm like, that's sick. Some guys, I'm sorry, but you spit. What is it when wrestlers do that? I don't, I don't get it either because no, if like, you spit in my face during a match, I'm going to pull your head right off your shoulders and beat your groin with it. 
That's one thing you don't do, spit on someone. I don't get it. Oh, that. that's going to leave a oh, mark. Oh, yeah, it's going to leave a mark, all right. <laughs> I don't get it either. People's, Naito spits at his opponents all the time. Holy crap, I would take a chair and take his teeth out if he did that to me. <laughs> uh, don't get it. Don't get it. Go on. Go on. Oh, wait a sec. We didn't no. we, we didn't talk about the other side, the the, the Mexican oh. wrestlers. What were your impressions of, say, Aerostar? Uh, Aerostar, um, Aerostar was, uh, okay, uh, Wacky. He was pretty good. I, I liked him a lot better than Puma King. I yeah, Puma, Puma King. King I didn't see much out of. Aerostar, I kind of liked his kind of glowy light-up stuff, and he had some really neat yep. moves. Was really impressed with Vikingo, was that what they called him? That, Vikingo. That guy did a lot yeah. of cool moves in this match. We saw we saw him on uh, the, the first uh, week that uh, they were down in Mexico. So yeah, yeah, he was really impressive during this match. Um, yep. I just don't get Psycho Clown. He's supposed to be the most popular wrestler right now in AAA, and... Um, I just don't get him. There's he seems pretty lame to me. Yeah. The mask and the then, presentation. Then we have now I'm not sure. I don't know if you know who these guys are, but uh Reno Scum returns next week. Yeah, Reno Scum was uh some indie guys from the from the Vegas area. They had been on Impact a couple of years ago for a small run. Um, oh, okay. I they don't really stand out that much except for their names. So hopefully we can see more out of them. Hopefully they'll make a... Oh, you ready for this, Elio? Hopefully they can make a impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I'm going to beat myself now. That was terrible. <laughs> you know what? You skip... No, what, what's, what are you going to talk about next on impact? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, backstage uh, we see Conan uh, furious that LAX lost their championship and he's going to ask the Lucha Brothers for a rematch. Really? Hey, do you think this... But, but this time, he intends on doing things his own way. Oh, which means he's going to cheat his way to get LAX on top. Okay. <laughs> Seems and fair. then, of course, we had the main event, a fatal four-way for the Impact Wrestling Championship. Brian Cage... The end came with Brian Cage delivering the joke law to Killer Cross, but it was Johnny Impact who got the pin on Moose <sighs> to uh, win the match and retain the championship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wake me when it's that's over. That's why. That's why. That's why I didn't go into detail. Wake me when it's over, Elio. My head's hurting. Yeah. You know what? I was jokingly going to say you skipped the main event, but no. This main event was so crappy, and I'm so sick of these guys. <laughs> the best part of this. Maybe that. Maybe now you're wishing I did skip it, but that's why I kept it short. You know what? The best part of this entire show, and it, forgive me for being a man, but Rebecca Bardo in in uh, in her lingerie in the bed thing. That was probably the best thing I've ever seen on, on Impact in a long, long time. I'm sorry, guys. That that was that was remarkable. Usually I make fun of those crappy segments, but right. wow. Okay. And see, I, I didn't bring up the knockout segment in the back at all this week. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't because it's painful. Yep. It's very painful. Yep, yep. Um, overall, you know, I would give this show a B. And the only reason it gets a B is I, li- I didn't mind uh, the team uh, AAA versus – that was okay. Willie yeah, Mack, okay. Willie Mack was really good. Taya Valkyrie Val- showed a, a a pretty good outing, and uh, Bordeaux coming in the in the bed thing was that was remarkable. So, so it's a solid B for me this week. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B as well. I thought uh, it was kind of it was a uh, different watching this on TV uh, because I'm used to like always watching this on my iPad. Right. So that's why, like the street fight looked uh, a little different to me uh, watching it on my television, but uh, now, going back and seeing it now, like it was a pretty decent match. You know what? The only thing that suffered from impact this week was the main event. 
I'm so sick of these guys. These four guys. Like, come on. I don't want to see them anymore. I don't Just either. Move on. Move on. Move on. I'm going to agree. <laughs> you know what? Uh, let's wrap up our wrestling portion with uh, Major League Wrestling of the Week. Okay. MLW. Uh, interesting matches. There was only three of them, but we're going to get into them. First of all, Ace Austin, the guy with the stupidest haircut I've seen in a while, <laughs> uh, defeating Rich Swan. And uh, we just saw Impact, Rich Swan as the lovable baby face being terrorized by OVE and Sammy Callahan. Yep. But here we see him as an arrogant dick. He loses the match and then punches the referee and then threatens to attack other people. Now, this is where, this is where I was uh, going to say that uh, I'm confused with Rich Swan because in Impact Wrestling, he's like, he's continuously denies uh, joining the um the request to join OVE. Uh-huh. Yet in, in in MLW, he both he and Sammy are heels. Yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> it's very and the, I, I'm surprised they haven't crossed pa- crossed paths in MLW. Thank God they haven't crossed paths because that would be even <laughs> more distracting. Now the most important question I'm going to ask you about this match: Ace mm-hmm. Austin versus Rich Swan. <clears throat> Have you ever seen a white boy haircut as stupid as Ace Austin's? <laughs> no. Wow. Did I, had, I, like had an idiot? Look, I had to look at it twice. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. What is that? You deserve a beating by the parking lot attendant before you get <laughs> in for that haircut. If, if, if Marcus Cross's hair on RH looked ridiculous, this guy's hair looked, on MLW looked ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Uh, second match. Alexander Hammers. If I got this right, Hammerstone. Hammerstone. <laughs> That's quite the same name. Hammerstone. Alexander Hammerstone defeating. I. This guy has to at least be the cousin, if not the brother of Marco Stunt. <laughs> Ariel Dominguez, all five foot three, one hundred and twenty pounds of him, getting thrown around by six foot two, two hundred and sixty pounds. Alexander Hammerstone. How how is it all these uh, guys that look that say they're five three look smaller than me? I'm five three five two five three. Yeah, but you I look taller than these yeah, guys. Yeah, but you wear those disco platform shoes with the with the see through heels and f- goldfish floating in them, Ellie. You pimp yourself out, brother. I've seen you. You're walking down the street with your pimp shoes and your pimp cane, going, <laughs> "I'm the POV points champ." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why, buddy. So, so, so are you saying that I'm secretly dressing up as Gene Simmons? You're like the white boy Gene Simmons, yes. No makeup. <laughs> <laughs> With a big purple fedora. With Phantasmo sunglasses. Phantasmo sunglasses. And imagine this. You're wearing high heel shoes that have clear heels, and inside them are goldfish floating in the heels. Wow. That's what I said when I saw you. And that only <laughs> happened, only happened after you won the points game. So I'm not saying it went to your head, but your collusion slash cheating went to your head. Let's get back to wrestling here. Okay, Ariel Dominguez, what a tiny little dude. Uh, Hammerstone, you know what he looks like to me? He looks like if you took Johnny Devine and combined him with... Now, who did I think it was? Oh, I'm losing it now. I thought if you took Johnny Devine and mixed him with another wrestler, they looked like that. Oh, darn, it'll come to me. But Hammerstone... Just a big dude. He didn't really show much except some power stuff. So hopefully we'll see more out of him. They look like they're trying to make him a big name, but nah, we'll see. Uh, there was a, a promo in there, which, you know, sometimes you see a promo and you go, I can hardly wait to see that dude wrestle. Then you'll right. see a promo and you go, 
I don't get it. What the hell was that about? Mance Werner had the worst promo I've ever seen in a long time. He's sitting there drinking. Mance Werner. He's he's the CZW champion, if you could believe that. Sitting there drinking a beer, a light beer he liked to mention a few times, talking about the truck and the car behind him. And that was it. And I like, I totally don't get it. He looked like some inbred hick that was going around, uh, you know, towing cars. I thought it was like a commercial for like uh, an impound place or something. I didn't realize this was a wrestler they were trying to promote. Wow, you, you know what? You know what promo is bad when it looks like a commercial or an infomercial. Yeah, that you would see on TV. Yeah, and one, I didn't get what he was selling, and two, I certainly didn't think he was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, let's move to the main I, event. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and uh, watch Super Fight because I haven't seen that yet. But mm-hmm. I think that's where he made his debut. I just want to see what. Yeah. We, what the big deal about this guy is? Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out too because I was excited to see when they said, "Oh, CCW champion." I'm like, well, let's see. They're bringing in somebody big, obviously, right? Yeah, I don't do CCW at all. I don't either. So I was at least hoping we we're gonna see something. He did not look like the guy I expected to be the CCW champion. I'm sorry. Maybe the Kentucky mud spit champion of whatever, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's move to the main event. Okay. Teddy Hart. The only guy you can see on a regular TV show who continues to use the word shit, fuck, and whatever other things he can say in the middle of matches. <laughs> Did you notice the guy swears constantly? They're constantly beeping him out. Yet you know what he's oh saying. Goodness, he swore like a, he swore like a half a dozen times in this match. They tried to blurp it out, but you knew exactly what he said. What an extensive vocabulary. <sighs> now, um, I, I, you know what? He does some cool stuff. Teddy always is mm-hmm. cutting edge. You know, he's taking on MJF for the, uh, he's defending his middleweight championship. Doug, the move where he's uh, in the corner, jumps up on okay. his back and then into a Canadian destroyer. Pretty cool move. And I just like to throw out here, boy, the Canadian destroyer all of a sudden is being used everywhere. Forever, nobody used I was, that. Move. I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask you. What do you think? What do you think about the, this Canadian destroyer being used? Like, this is over. Is it being overused? It's. I think it's kind of being overused lately. I mean, it's been in the yeah, last two like weeks. Everyone's using it. Yeah, it's kind of taken away how special it is if everyone's going to pull it out. Yep. You know, uh, this match was good. Like I said, Teddy swears a lot, and it's funny. Teddy's odd. <laughs> Don't you think it's odd that he is kind of a jerk, and him and they cheat like crazy. And yet the fans kind of cheer them. And they're kind of the good guys in a way, you know? That's another confusing thing about MLW. Like, the Heart Foundation are cheat and do things like that, yet the fans cheer them. Yeah. I mean, they do, they get every week. Hey, did you see that? I didn't even mention it because I try not to watch it. But that horrible little H2 things they do in the beginning of their things where they have one of the Heart Foundation talking oh, about cats Davey, or crap and the stuff. Sun, the Sunday had Davey, Davey Boy Smith uh, yes. holding the cat. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Now, yeah. this one was tolerable because at least Davey Boy Smith isn't a complete idiot like the other two. So he, like, talks some interesting stuff. Uh, Teddy Hart is, like, in his own land, and Brian Pillman is, like, that kid who just wants to try so hard to be cool but just falls on his face. There, 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 there are some weeks where I'm like, how is Davey Boy Smith uh, part of this family? Like, he seems <laughs> Not all the others. The other two are just out there. Well, you know what? Um, Next week's show, buddy, I have dug back in my archives. I have found a Teddy Hart interview that I did probably about seven years ago. And, dude, it is so (laughs) insane and so Teddy Hart. We're going to play it next week um, in its entirety. It's only seven minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is seven minutes that's going to make your head hurt when you try and think of the things he talked about. <laughs> oh, wow. 
highlights to uh, note in this interview. Uh, Teddy talks about training cats to bring him weapons to the ring. Uh, training cats to wrestle each other. Uh, okay. How Mexican wrestlers, uh, Mexican promotions use uh, their wrestling connections to smuggle drugs across the border. And my question is, how, how would a cat suplex another cat? Dude, who knows? Who knows? And my best part is he spends a one minute talking about him and Obama smoking drugs together at a place. <laughs> What? Yes. It's a crazy interview. Uh, I played it years ago. It's like under one of those infamous, I can't believe I caught something this ridiculous on tape. But yes. Wow. And Teddy never cared. Years later, I asked him about it. He's like, whatever, run whatever. Teddy really doesn't care what he says. <laughs> now, you know what? There's two things we got to discuss before we take off for the day. First of all, I want you to explain to people a little clearer because you were you were you won the championship, and, I, and I'm not great at explaining this game, but I want you to explain the POV points game because we're going to do our own coming up, and we are going to give away a fifty dollar Amazon card to the winner. And if you win, Elio, and you cheat with Miguel and you win, we'll give it to the second place winner. Probably, I don't know. You just won't. Well, be see, it's impossible because Miguel is, has a, no affiliation with. This podcast, he's over on the yeah, 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 on yeah. the wrestling POV podcast. Yeah, yeah, he didn't last time either, but you won first place. So, anyways, explain to the I'm sure you're mistaken. <laughs> now, I would like you to explain to the fans exactly how this game works. Okay, so the way the POV points game works is when you go to the wrestling POV podcast Facebook page, the the card is the card with all the matches is posted there. Now they have the matches, and they they're between five and ten points. And now they've added more ways to earn points or lose points where you can, you pick whether it will take place. It will be by pinfall, submission, or disqualification, I believe. And, um, that's three points, whether on each end. If you, if there's going to be a draw, you can pick a winner in the match. Do you get points for a draw? Uh, you get points for drop. If you pick but, draw. Uh, no, no, no. You don't get points for drop. Because right. uh, if you if there if there's a draw, you don't you can't pick a winner. Okay. Now, how about this? So, as you're explaining the path, the, the uh, as you're explaining to the fans, you invest numbers. So let's say the first match is uh, Mark Briscoe against Jay Briscoe, and so mm -hmm. I can put I can wager anywhere between zero to ten points. Or is it ten or nine points? I believe. <clears throat> um. See, that's uh, where. I'm not clear on uh, like I think the championship matches are mm -hmm. five or ten. Uh, okay, I'm not clear on that part, but um. So let's yeah. let's say I bet on this match, and this is for you fans to we're going to explain. Say I bet uh, seven points that Mark is going to beat Jay. Now, mm -hmm. if Jay wins or if Mark wins, I get seven points in my total. If Jay wins, I lose minus seven to my total. Is that yes. correct? Right. So, as you put. So, so go ahead. You could end up. Uh, you can end up in the minus. Uh, right. So, yep. so fans, the best way to explain this is: you start at zero points. You go across the card. You put your wager on what number you want between. If you like, say you're uh, 100 think that Ronda Rousey's going to tap someone out. Well, that's probably an easy given. Nine points. You put nine down. You know, you get a plus, plus nine. three for submission. Plus three for submission. There's 12 points. Let's say you picked. For some reason, you banged your head on the cement and you picked Ruby Riot <laughs> to win by submission. Well, there yeah, you go. That gonna... wouldn't be a bad. That wouldn't be a bad choice. Though. And if you bet nine points, you would be minus twelve points because you yeah. went with submission and Ruby Riot. So this game is really fun. It's a way for us to get more invested into these matches. 
So, fans, I really urge you of both shows. We're going to do our first uh, coming up on the uh, AEW uh, Double or Nothing. We're going to do our first points game. And me and Elio and, of course, the guys over who invented the game are going to come and join us. Uh, First prize, a $50 Amazon gift card. That's incredible. You know who can't win that? Is all of us guys here, like me, Elio, Miguel, uh, Rick, Tony, and even Mimi. None of us can win yeah, that Yeah, Miguel card. can only help to help uh, the winner cheat. Yeah, and just like he'd help Elio. So if I guess if you're willing to split the prize with Miguel, <laughs> you could probably try and get a hold of him. And do you know how you can get a hold of him? How do we get a hold of everybody here on uh, on any of the Wrestling POV stuff? Yes, you can uh, get a hold of us at on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast. On Instagram at WrestlingPOV and on uh, Twitter at WrestlingPOV1. And that account is run by that little psycho puppet. Uh-huh. And that psycho puppet would be Rick Serrano the third. No, wait, you meant Miguel. No, that would be Miguel Cole. Sorry, Rick, don't be mad. I thought you were a puppet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, you want to drop any of us, uh, even the guys at Global, you can find you can drop all that information on all of those uh, handles and Twitter things. Uh, we don't have a MySpace account anymore. Apparently, that's not a thing. Um but you know what? Send your questions. Send your things. My space never heard of it. Never heard of them. My space, my space is right here in my room. Yeah, the space is in between your ears, and you're looking great, <laughs> Elio. <laughs> Folks, we've had a great time. I want to say thank you for all of you for tuning in. Sorry I've been a little bit sick today. I'm not my usual peppy self. Uh, but I couldn't let down the, the global fans. Couldn't let down Elio. I had to drag myself out, talk some wrestling because it's what we loved and what we do the best. I want to say yep. I want to say good night for me, the legend T. James Logan, and a privet to all my friends in Russia, and a good night for my good friend, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio, great talking to you again as always, bro. We'll talk to you next week, and uh, fans, keep watching independent wrestling. There's some great stuff out there. See you in seven days. That's good. See you then.